book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Confessions. Hi guys, happy Monday. This is going to be your favorite episode yet because it's like the most waited for. Yeah, like all of you guys are like, come on, spill the coffee, spill the coffee. So today we are going to talk a little bit about the chaos that was our PCS. I feel like we do pretty good on being like, look, look at the good over the bad. We actually, we made a post that was like, you know, um, you choose how you want to see it or how like it's going to affect you. And I know a lot of people there were on there. They were like, well, my husband went to back to back appointments. Like, what am I supposed to find in the good in that? I was saying, and what I meant by it is just that like, obviously that's not fun. That's not great, but it's still finding like the good in it. So, you know, we got to do these things or like I didn't slip into depression during back to back appointments or, you know, I got extra time with my friend or I got to take a trip home and visit, um, has you know schools and deployments stuff back to back like it was sucked it sucked yeah but like I got to spend three weeks with my family and that does not happen so that's what we mean by like finding the good in the situation so I feel like we constantly looked for the good in the situation but so many things happened to us over this PCS that were just like completely out of our control and like you'd be like okay I'm gonna turn it around we're gonna make it better and then it was just like Murphy like just uppercut like nope we're not done with you yet like oh my god I cannot I cannot well we're still standing so I think we did a pretty good job but another thing to like touch on that is I feel we're very adamant about not speaking on things we've never experienced so like if I have not had a bad PCS I'm only going to be able to speak on the good PCS that I've had and for the most part I've only done diddy moves so um I, like I've had a good experience because I was my own mover and then my move from Bragg to Carson was great as well. Um, but like you said, this one really was just like, it really <laughs> threw me for a loop. I was like, okay, this is what y'all are talking about. I get it now. Um, so yeah, like let's just jump into it. Starting with like the chaos that was that the guys came home right during the holidays. Literally, mm-hmm. Felicia's husband came home the day before Thanksgiving. My husband literally came home the day before the entire post went on holiday block leave. Mm-hmm. That I would I would not recommend the drill academy during the fall. Like if you can go avoid November. Ours yeah. came like back to back and it was so hers he was our they already went on to leave and so mine was fighting to finish before they went on to leave and I think the scary part was is you know like when you're PCSing you're like okay I have this much time this much time to do we by the time our spouse got home I had a little under four weeks like to have him out processed and like our shit packed up and like leaving like driving and yours was what 21 days 16 well, days coming home or when yeah when he got home you had like 21 oh. days right we had a little bit more because uh well when we were planning to leave like the middle of january we had about 30 days but yeah i've never had a pcs that quickly it was always like um i think when we went from bragg back to or from bliss back to bragg we knew in april and we left in august so yeah. i had a pretty good amount of time and and things like that but um we were hoping for 30 days and then by the time he got orders we had 16 days yeah that was crazy 
It was it was rough. I our my husband cleared like the ninth, and everybody went on leave like the fifteenth. So we like barely like another crazy thing that I I never had to deal with, and I and I don't think you have either. Was the whole like we need clearing papers to even put you on a house yeah. list. Like I've always just been like, if we need your uh, your orders, and then sometimes they'll say like I need your leave form, but you can send it in. Like we'll need it before you can move in or anything yeah. like that. But it was never like we need your leave form and we need your clearing stamp. I well, it's always been orders because even when we went from sure. Texas yeah. to Bragg, that's what we had. Yeah, always needed. We those. had to get on to Colorado, so both of our housing and we're in different states now, unfortunately. But um, they both were like were cold like I was like, I was like, they want a freaking clearing stamp. Like, how the hell is he supposed to clear? Like, if yeah. I have to get on this wait list December fifteenth and I moved December thirtieth, like that's two weeks. And they're telling me like an eight week um, yeah. list, and, da, 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 da. and so she was like, "Calm down, calm down. I'm like it'll be yeah. fine. It'll work well, out." And I was and like, she... "They're wrong. They're wrong. They can't. They never asked for that." I, was like, I used to work check. for it. It was fine. And then she like calls me, "Oh my god, they want clearing papers for mine." I was like, "What is going on? Why would you need clearing papers?" Well, I I don't know that I need to. Was it was it clearing papers? No, it was the. It was the the DA thirty one, but I think his unit wouldn't give him the DA thirty one until he had uh, cleared. Some, he had to have cleared. I don't remember clears. I don't know. I'm not in the military. I get yelled at. We get yelled at when we try to pretend like we know what we're talking about, quote unquote. But yeah, so that was different um, to say the least. So it added a little nugget of stress. So then you get out of the house, um, and we were like. Listen, Air Force housing is so nice, but Felicia and I have lived in Army housing and have never had to pay them anything, <laughs> ever. And they were like, your oven's not clean enough, your toilet's not clean enough, which the toilet, like, the oven was Felicia's thing, which was asinine, totally stupid. But my toilet, I, the morning of, I was so, like, just trying to run around and make sure everything was done because literally... I'd prepped a little bit, like, two weeks before. If you follow us on Instagram, I shared a lot with you guys. Um, but... Um, like literally that Monday and Tuesday, they came and packed my house out Wednesday, they put it on the truck. And then Thursday, we like cleaned the house and all that. And then Friday morning before we had them come, I was like, I'm gonna clean this toilet because we've been using them. And I put this stuff in there and I forgot to go scrub it. And so when she was like, yeah, I'm charging you $25 to clean your toilet. First, I thought like $25. <laughs> um, but then I was like, what the hell? Like, you're really being this petty. But then as I'm driving them to housing to go like fill out the paperwork, I was like, I forgot to scrub this that shit out of the toilet. Like that not literal shit, y'all. Like the the, <laughs> the toilet bowl, like Look, we have stuff. little kids, okay? So even yeah. if it was actual shit, that's explainable. Yeah, okay. Exactly. We had lots of little ones. They charged me for my oven. Um, the inside glass, like I'm a perfectionist, but I didn't know how to clean inside there. You have to unscrew the 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 glass from the metal like I don't know how they oh really so at Bragg I know we had a gap in ours and I was able to like stick a like a spoon and a rag up there and like wipe it this one there was no like it was sealed I don't even know how stuff got inside of it um but I had baking soda stains inside of it from cleaning the damn oven and they charged me forty dollars I don't think I told you I don't think my oven had ever been cleaned I thought the inside of it was black and I was texting her picture (laughs) she was like take the charge girl take the charge I was like no just leave it just leave it it's gross um no but we otherwise we've we've cleaned I think what they charged me I think my total was like fifty dollars and I knew I was gonna have some because 
those like stupid little plastic blinds that they give you on the back door and I had toddlers and I also had two dogs like those things were not gonna make it Dude, um, did you know that they in those houses they pull the carpet up like she literally went to one corner of my room and every room that had carpet took a uh, like a crowbar and peeled the carpet up and then anywhere this woman saw like a stain she sniffed it Ew. I was like, I was like, are you? I mean, I knew that it wasn't anything because, like, my I had cats at the time, and Boomer didn't go upstairs. I was like, you're on all fours. And I don't think this. that you're supposed to be that detailed. There's no she way was. She was on all fours sniffing these, and I was like, it's what? Like, clearly they're water stains. Like, you would smell. I feel like you wouldn't need to put your face this close and smell the shoe. She, they pulled the carpet back. Like she pulled the carpet back and and like was looking for stains and then sniffy. <laughs> That's disgusting. We had our first virtual, so we had like a pre inspection, and I was like, "Look, I'm not gonna be here, and I want you to like check my baseboards and my windows because if dust dust collects from the time I'm like cleaning and then I leave." Right. You're charging me for that like I'm not doing that and so she checked it all and then she told me what she was um like really gonna look for and we had our first virtual and so she's like walking through and she was like this closet door and I was like yes one of the closet doors are off the hinges like it's not broken just pop it right back up in there that's how it was was yeah I was like listening and she was like saying something and I was like what did you say like wait wait what and so they tried to tell me that they didn't have so do you remember how I told you that when I left Linden Oaks that I I never filled out that discrepancy paper so I was like very nervous like oh my god they're gonna they can get me for anything because I never turned this in well when she came, I learned my lesson with that, y'all. Like, listen, please turn those in because housing will like get you for anything. They're, yeah. they're they're crooks. Like, I love the convenience of it, but let me tell you that the company itself is crooked. I've worked for them. Um, but she came to my house. I was sure, like, I front and back wrote everything down on that thing. And when she came to do my inspection, she's like, "Yeah, I can't find your discrepancy list." I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! I turned one in. Like, I, I know I turned one in." Yeah. And magically, when they went back to the office, she found it. I mean, I say magically just because I'm a little cynical about it. But I just felt like, mm, like if you just randomly yeah. found it after, why couldn't you have? For future reference, I think I'm going to make a copy of mine to have. I know I have one. I think I think here gave me one um, because we've had a nightmare of housing yeah. things. But um, another good idea, we're going to since we're on the topic, right. um, you can send in photos. So yeah. I took my um, leasing agent's um, email and I was like, I'm going to send you all the photos because sometimes putting in a, um, um, so I took my loose leasing agent's card and I actually, um, I did that for here, not uh, Colorado, but I learned my lesson there. <laughs> so um, I took it, I took photos and I emailed them. I sent in like four emails worth of photos because like you can put walls on it, but I was like, there's some things that for one, the space was like the size of my like pinky thumb, like it was tiny. And um, I was like, there's some things that like, I can't really describe, like, I'm just going to take a picture of it and Mm -hmm. send it to you. So you have everything. And I told the woman, she came to like, you know, walk through the house or whatever. And she's like, um, you looked like you were very thorough. And I was like, and I missed a few things. How about that? Right. (laughs) You think that was a lot. 
and they they took their own pictures here which i had never like had before but i was like that's fine but look pro tip is when i move in i always say that there's nicks in the counters and Mm -hmm. that there are um because i know me i'm not always going to grab a cutting board and cut something like if i'm cutting up an apple for my kid i usually will just slice it right there so i always put there's nicks in the counter like cut knife mark nicks um like anything common like that is kind of slipping my head right now. Water, uh, water stains in the cabinets. I always put that down because that they're usually always there. But y'all, we could talk forever about housing, but there's other fun stuff that happened on this PCS and we got to keep it rolling through. We, as we, we will keep you here all day spilling forever. coffee, which we would love to do, but let's get on to some more fun stuff. So we get on the road and I t- let me tell you, I am a procrastinator and I like to spend my money at Target and not on vehicle necessities. Okay. I'm just going to say it, babe, if you're listening to this, you know, you already know this, like, hello, welcome to our marriage. Um, but for months I was telling Felicia, like, I need new tires. I need to get new tires for the move. But then we were like, well, you want to go to Target? Well, you want to go do this? You want to go do that? Do not put that on me. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you were, we were Christmas shopping. Do not live that on things. me. <laughs> but, um. When it was time to go, my tires were a little, not bald, but they could have had a little bit more tread on them for a cross-country journey. And I was so nervous. And so I was telling Felicia, like, you know, I'm going to share my location with you in case I have a blowout. You know, this is what's going on. And my tire, I was like, I'm so worried about having a blowout. And she was like, you know, your tire light hasn't come on come on yet. You're, you're going to make it. You're going to be fine. So like the first end of the first day. Um, y'all we were like on this back road in Kansas City like there are no lights GPS took us this like back country windy road ding low <laughs> pressure tire or low tire pressure so then my anxiety was like this is it you're gonna blow you're like, it's gonna <laughs> blow out right here on the side of the road there's no lights like and then you're probably gonna like cause an accident with your husband behind you or you're gonna roll and then you and all your kids are gonna die and I was just like that's what how my where my brain goes and so we make it to the hotel and I'm still freaking out. I don't recommend driving eight hours with needing a lot of caffeine, but also having a high level of anxiety. <laughs> By the time I got to that hotel room, my, my body was shot. It was like, oh my gosh, like I need, I need to sleep. I need to rest. But I was yeah. so anxious because I knew the next day I was going to have to drive again with these tires. So we went to a tire shop and the guy was like, like you'll you'll make it to South Carolina. You'll be fine. Like just get them changed when you get there. I was like, okay, great. So my anxiety kind of washed away. My husband was glaring at me. He was like, I told you you would make it. I was like, in my defense, sometimes you need to hear it from a professional. Like, well, because there's a lot of times that they just say it to calm my nerves, and I'm like, I don't need you to speak logic to me. Like I need you to spiral with me. Like we are dying I'll, tonight. <laughs> I, if he would have spiraled with me, though, I probably would would have been way worse. Like because I'm gonna, I'd be like, Felicia, you said I'm done. Like right. Just, here's my 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 letter. Well, the good thing is is that we've made a lot of travels from Colorado. So like the first thing I was telling my husband, I was like, her tire light came on. He's like, it's just the pressure change from driving down from Colorado into like the flatlands again and so yeah. I text her and she's like that's what these are doing and I was like okay well I don't know what else to say now um, but it's funny how we're always like everything about our lives is so similar it's always so freaky because first we had the housing issues together and then we had car issues together so right before we left we had a big snowstorm and my husband turned on my heater and it cracked my window um and so we were like okay that's fine like 
it sucks to suck, but like we're going to drive it across and then change it then. Um, so we're like loading our U-Haul. It freaking snows. It snows. And like we're loading the thing in the snow. And I was like, I can't turn on my heater because it's going to crack my window even more. So I'm like, got a credit card and I need a circle like just big enough for me to see out of the hole and like to drive my stuff around um, in my neighborhood um, because oh, our trailer okay. was parked at the end. Yeah. Of the road um, because we couldn't park it in our driveway. So it was parked at the end of the road. And since it was snowing, I was like, my husband was like walking everything. And I was like, nah, dude, like, I no, throw it all in the back of my car and I'll reverse. <laughs> we'll put it, we'll yeah. back it up. Um, so that's what we were doing. But I could only get a small thing because I couldn't turn on my heater. Um, so we, draw, we drove down and my dad is the type of person like to know a guy that knows a guy who knows a guy. And so he was going to change my windshield out for like, I think it was like $300 compared to the like $1,200 we were quoted um, because of the stupid freaking camera. And so I'm so bad about it. (laughs) I'm so bad about it. Um, We changed my car. He replaced my windshield. And I think it was like, what? We left like two days later or something like Mm -hmm. that. Not much longer. um, And started driving. And I got so anxious about, like, when people would throw rocks that I would, like, speed past him or slow yes. down because I was, like, knowing my luck, it's going to freaking crack my window. And so, like, I start hearing, like, this ding, ding. And I called my husband and I was, like, is he throwing rocks at you? And he's, like, yes. And I was, like, well, get out of the way. Like, let me go through. Wouldn't you know it? Two chips in my window. And it literally looked like a gunshot. And my husband's, like, is it a chip or is it a crack? And I was, like, I don't know. It's all the passenger side. I can't see it. And Natalie's like, yep, it's definitely a chip or like a crack or whatever thing. And so my husband's like all mad. He's like, it's going to start to spread. And I was like, what do you want me to do? And I'm driving down the road. Like, I don't know. We finally get to the hotel and my husband's like, it's chip. Like, you were freaking out for no reason. Like, it'll be fine. It's not going to go nowhere. And I was like, he was hey, like, it's annoying because you spent it. But like, when you see it happen, I was just oh, freaking yeah. out. Oh, yeah. That's like me when um, like I would get behind the semis and you can feel like the jet stream. And so it felt like my tire was getting wobbly. And I was like, this is it. It's going to blow. It's going to blow. And so like I was so anxious. I was like, babe, what do I do if I do get a blow? I was like, I definitely don't step on my brakes. Right. He's like, don't slam on your brakes. And I was like, OK. I was like, but then in my head, I'm like, what if I get it? And it like flings you, you know what I mean? Like flings me into traffic and I have this huge highway pile up. I don't know. I don't like driving. This is why my husband, I'm a front seat princess passenger. Like I don't drive. <laughs> I don't like it. So anyway, other than that, the road trip went smoothly, especially for, um, all my kids. If you are going on a PCS road trip, one thing I would tell you to do is go to target and go to that dollar spot and start like mm-hmm. picking things up now because like, I would like throw my kids like those color wonders. Um, now not this is not for everybody, but I bought like these like trays. It was like a car tray, and it had a dry erase like marker thing. But I, it was great because we don't really stop for food a lot. Like I'll give yeah. them snacks and stuff. So they kept like their them having their own little area that held like a, their snacks, and they had like a tray to eat. But then they could color, and then I grabbed like the little tiny party size of like play-doh that they could only play on with that so yeah. like we would stop at a gas station you could have a, you could have a new activity if it was play-doh like if i see it on my floors you're done you don't get play-doh again for the rest of the of the ride um and the thing went down by their legs so yeah. it couldn't really go down into my seat or anything like that so it was it was really great i will link it in our amazon storefront for anybody that wants that but 
that was awesome. Massively long, the chargers. Um, yeah. I think you have to think really hard about like your, well, who you have, right? Our kids are snackers. So the best thing for us was to like, if you don't have Costco or Sam's, we bought big bags of snacks. And what I did is, you know, like those, um, reusable bags that we get from like Trader Joe's and stuff, the big ass bags. Um, So I took two of those and I basically dumped all of my snacks in there and I just like tussled it with my hands. Um, And then I had one for me and one for my husband's car. So he took one kid and then I had the rest and he had the dog. Um, And so it helped to limit my stops when my kids were like, oh, I'm hungry or oh, I'm bored. I was like, here's a snack. Here's a snack. Here's this. Like we are like, I'm not a road tripper. Like I'm like, I drive like a Texan and I'm like, get me, I'm done, get me out. And so, yeah. um, you know, gas station breaks for us are like, you run in, you go pee and you get back in. And if you don't have to go pee, then you don't even get out of the car. Like we're yeah. not, like we're in and out. And so um, that was a very big, like helpful thing for us. And then chargers, um, we had like the games to save yeah. us, yeah. like your player games. Um, we also have this little thing I've linked it before and it, it's a game case, but it looks like essentially a wallet. So yeah, I was able to have all of the little games in one thing. So, um, my oldest could like switch out the games really easy versus yeah. like, Hey, where's the case for this? Or where do or I like put now? fidgeting? Then you drop that little switch game and it's yeah. on forever. Yeah. Those things are a lifesaver. Another tip that like with the kids too, is like, I just, I don't worry about what they're wearing. Honestly, I pack a bunch of pajamas and what I what I put them to bed in the night before is what they're going to wear the next day. So when we got to the hotel shower, because you're in and out of these gas stations and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So shower. Oh, another thing think, talking about hygiene was I found like, I'm showing Felicia this cause she can see me, but it was like essentially like this. If it, this was hand sanitizer like this, it was a thing of hand sanitizer and you crack it like this and, and then you can wash your hands um, on the go instead of having like a bottle, like trying to really? figure Okay. Out. So I found cool. like, you know, those little mint things that you had like in the nineties, yeah. they're yeah. like the blue and they're like strips. Yeah. Okay. I found soap at five and below. That was that. It's That's literally cool. like a strip of paper and you would just run it out and wash your hands. Oh, I was like, cool. this is amazing. Like yeah, germa- and it was a clip on. So yeah. I was like, germaphobe me, put it on everywhere. Yeah, because honestly, like, I don't know, gas stations, their bathrooms freak me out. So let alone using it, I don't want to be in there any longer than I have to. So if you ever see me use the bathroom, just know, and I walk out, just know I have sanitizer in my car and that's where I'm going because like, I I think Ellen DeGeneres did it best. She was like, you know, we all go use the bathroom and then we, um, we have like these electronics, like it'll flush by itself. And then you put your hand underneath the automatic soap dispenser and then you go and and blah 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 and then she's like and then you go touch that disgusting door handle and you walk out and I was like yeah so I'll use my hand sanitizer in the car like I'm not messing with that so we get to to here in my hotel room oh my hotel room it's not funny I'm traumatized (laughs) I don't even like growling Oh my gosh. So I get in and we get there early for one. And the lady was like, okay, what sense does this make? We get there early. We have a reservation. And I was like, yeah, we're here early, but can we just check in? She's like, no, you, your reservation says tomorrow. So you need to check into another room. I was like, okay. So we book another room and I was like, well, then like, she's like, check out at 11. I said, well, why can't they like, why can't I stay in this room just for the entire stay? She was like, well, they haven't, um, they haven't assigned you to a room yet, ma'am, for this reservation. And I'm thinking in my head, okay, to me, this seems like the perfect scenario. Then if they haven't given me a room, 
assigned yeah. this room to my reservation. But she had a whole attitude, and I was like, I'll deal with it in the morning. Like, when you do ship change, I will come down, and I'll deal with it. <laughs> and luckily, we did. And that was – it was no issue. They kept us in that room, which I – hindsight, I should have went ahead and checked out <laughs> because this fucking room, man, we walked in, and it smelled like shrimp lo mein, like somebody had just lived off of – either shrimp cup of noodles or like non-stop like greasy nasty Chinese restaurant and here's the thing it never dissipated you know like if somebody ate something like it would eventually air I wonder if they spilt it somewhere maybe it's like on the carpet or something she's over there like my room smells like cup of noodles and I'm like what she's like my room smells like noodles and I'm on the phone with her and her husband goes yeah like they took the noodles and threw them at the walls yeah exactly that's what he said I mean it was so bad that the next day we went to Walmart and bought air fresheners because it smelled so bad and then on top of that we have five kids one of which that wears a diaper a husband and if you have a husband you know are you implying that my baby stinks is that where we're at no he doesn't he does not he's perfect then you have a husband who's like i gotta go poop i've gotta go poop and then i got four kids a dog who was still potty training and two cats i was like i can't i can't get me out of this room so we go to housing i was like let's just try let's just see what let's see what they say i meet the meanest coldest rudest woman <laughs> ever and she's like um yeah it's six it's six to twelve months and I was like um actually you told me that it would only be like one what she say one to three months but it was leaning heavily on like the one and she was like basically looked at me like I don't give a shit what I told you like it's six to twelve months so I was like okay I got you Charlotte like all right um and so I walked out of there and my husband is like okay my husband is all about like I need to like back him in situations have his back and all this stuff my husband literally tried to fight Santa Claus in the middle of a mall and got mad at me when I didn't have his back (laughs) anytime I want to fight with these housing people he's like babe just come on babe babe, yeah you know my husband said he said you gotta stay on there he said there's a few people that you don't piss off and housing is one of them and I was like oh but it's okay for them to piss off me like Mm -hmm. I'm about to fight somebody oh Charlotte pissed me right off and so um I was like fuck it we'll go find a place to live off post so we go start looking for places off post I mean we were so desperate we considered living on the third floor of a two bed three bedroom apartment like, that's how desperate we were. Like, I just, we have to get out of the shrimp room. Like, we have to get out. <laughs> and so then we found another, like, cute, cute, cute townhome. I have no idea where it was, so don't even ask me. But um, if you are coming to Columbia, I'm sure I could figure out my Google search history and give it to you. But I don't know where it was. Beautiful house, smart home, really pretty. But it was like they took that three-bedroom apartment and they just spread it over two floors. It was tiny, but y'all, it was aesthetically just like, it would have been perfect for coffee content. It was so great. What did he call it? What did he art, call it? My art aesthetic. Yeah, her art aesthetic. It's so art aesthetic. So that was out. And so then I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to pull some of this like housing logic out. And I was like, I know that you can move me to a three-bedroom list. She's like, I really can't. Mm, you really can, though. And she's like, no, I can't, I can't do it. And I was like, listen, I worked for housing. I know I can sign a waiver and you can move me to a three bedroom house. And magically it was like, can you hold? Sure can. Comes back on the phone. 
well, if he can put that in writing, I can move you into a house at the end of the week. Like, how did you go from having zero houses on this entire mm-hmm. installation to now you can move me in by the end of the week? Not even the end of the week, the next day. Mm-hmm. Because she gave me an offer for two days later. But what, I don't know why she wasn't grasping that I knew the game she was playing. She was like, you can move in on the first. Mm, no, I'll move in on the 31st because I'm not going to I just moved across the country. I don't have two grand to give you to move into housing. And then when I can like sign my lease a day or like tomorrow and pay you $66, like I'm not doing it. So then, yeah. she's, like, then she's like, well, um, you're going to need insurance and it has to, it has to be affected the day you sign it. I was like, okay, I'll call USA right now. <laughs> I'll have yeah. it by tonight. So needless to say, housing tries to play you and, you got to stand your ground. Like you got to stand up for yourself or they're going to just expect you to, to just like let them steamroll you like they do everybody else. Yeah. And I think you can go about it politely, but you still have to be very, obviously you're not like going full dependent, but you have to like assert yourself because they're like, we're, we own you. Like we can, we can do whatever we want. Um, so it's funny cause we have the same issues. Um, when we moved, we had, as soon as my husband cleared, we got on the wait list and, um, I wanted a four bedroom home. Technically that's what we're supposed to have with the amount of kids we have. And I wanted a four bedroom home. Well, they called us and I told Cody, I was so excited because they offered us a home. And I had asked when they offered us a home, um, if it was a four bedroom, because I was told that we couldn't be on more than one list, which is also a first for me here. Yeah. Um, they were like, you can't be on one more than one list. You can only be on one list. And I was like, okay, well, put me on the list for what I like qualify for. And so um, I asked the leasing agent the day that they offered it. And she was like, yeah, I think it's a four bedroom. And I was like, okay. And then before the woman even walked in the house, I was like, is this a four bedroom home? Or like we're wasting our time. And she was like, um, yeah, I think it's a four bedroom home. Like I haven't walked the property, but it should be a four bedroom home if that's the list you're on. I was like, okay. So we're like going through and it's nice. I was like, oh, great. Perfect. Like sold, you know, and then we go upstairs and my husband is just like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, and I'm like, hmm, we're getting, like, down the hallway, like, tell me where this fourth room is, like, you are, you're squeezing in space, little did you know, it was a three-bedroom, and so I was like, look, here's my deal, like, I don't want to say, like, no to this house, but I also want to know, like, what the hell happened, because I was supposed to be on a four-bedroom home, and so my husband's like, we should take it. We should, and he's like, you don't know. Like, we should take it. We could stay with the boys in the playroom. Like, we'll make it work. And I was like, no. Like, what, I want to know what happened. Yeah. And so we went back and forth, back and forth. Um, and they call my husband. They're always nicer to the guys. Cody had the same thing. They were super nice to the men, but rude to us. Anyways, um, we're, like, loading our trailer. And they this woman calls my husband. And he puts her on. I'm like, you put her on speaker right out. <laughs> so he puts her on speaker. And she like, hi, Mr. Butler. Like, so I was reading the emails and your wife requested to be put on the three bedroom. And I like took the phone from my husband. I was like, oh, hell no. And I was like, hi, this is the wife. Like, no, I never requested it. And I was like, as a matter of fact, you were the only person I've talked with. I have all of our correspondence via email. Um, side note, if you can email them, email them because that way you have proof of everything because nobody can tell you, um, what was said on a phone call. They said it's recorded, but nobody's going to go listen to it versus like the screenshots of the pictures that I have. So I was like, I emailed you here at all of the, um, 
like, what is it? Like the title line of your emails. Um, they all said four bedroom home, like everything. You're not going to be like, oh, your wife requested it. So we went back and forth, back and forth. And she goes, oh, you're on two lists. Like, I'm not sure um, how that happened. <laughs> I was like, I was like, so did you take me off of that one? Or like, what the heck is happening? And she was like, that's our fault. That's our fault. And I was like, damn right, it's your fault. Like, don't even try to, she was like, when did you clear? When It was a, a phone call. And I was like, absolutely not. Like, I've only called to see like where I was on the wait list. Like you ain't, you can listen to all those recordings. Right. Um, so it was a mess. Needless to say, we had sent our goods ahead because we were potentially going to be offered a home. And when we got here, she's like, oh, it's going to be another, like, what did she say? Four weeks or something like that. And I was like, like, hell it is. Like, I'm about to have to unload this trailer into a storage because you messed up in the beginning and offered me a three bedroom. And then like, I'm not moving this stuff again. Like, I'm not doing oh, it. No. I was like, I was like, I was like, can I park it somewhere? And she goes, the MWR off base. Oh, like, I'm going to have to park this bitch right in front of your housing office. Right? <laughs> like, you are crazy. Just to you remind think you. I'm going to do it. So we went back and forth, back and forth. While my husband was still in processing, I would call in the morning and then I would show up in the afternoon and then I would send my husband later that day um, because they were always nicer to him. And so um, <laughs> my husband, I go into the office and he comes in there with me and I like sit down and start talking to this woman and I like, I wasn't getting mad, but I was getting mad, you know, it's so like my, I was like Passive. getting stirred. And so like, my husband's like, come on, kids, let's go. Like, <laughs> he like takes them out of the office and into the waiting room. And then I was like, I was getting upset and I was like, calm down, calm down, calm down. And um, my husband goes like, oh, hey man, like, what are you doing here? And I was like, shit, <laughs> he knows people out there. I was like, I'm gonna like excuse myself now. Um, so, we, he was in processing and there was this, like, I, I don't know. She was like the housing coordinator. Um, I don't know. Um, yeah. For the military for, yeah. For the base. Right. Yeah. So like yeah, she was over to get to. like the, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Like manager the, or whatever. It's like a li li like a liaison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So she did everything. Like she was from like the part that did the housing to the military connections, not just like the housing. So the, the agents are just housing agents. Right. Um, so she like connected the two. So my husband basically, like technically she, she would have helped you find a house off post if you needed to. Yes. yes. That's what Same she, here. so that's what she told my husband. She was like, how's the housing? And he told her, he was like, he didn't say lie or anything. He told her exactly what happened from the beginning. And she was like, Hmm, that's weird. And she was like, let me know if you have any more issues. Um, and I will, you know, see what I can do to help. So, so I swear it was like a day or two later, I told my husband, we went back to the office and he was like, are you going to go in? I was like, no, I want you to go in now because I called him this morning. He's like, then why are we here? And I was like, you better get in the office right now and you better tell these people to give me a house. This was like Thursday or, or no, Friday. And so my husband walks in and that liaison lady is in there yeah. and um, she's like, hi, Mr. Butler, like, you know, what's going on? And he's like, I'm still here and I'm still homeless. And she, he goes, she looks over at the manager and the manager comes walking out and she's like, I'm going to take care of them right now. I'm going to take care of them right now. See, I think Guess what? that really helped us too. Yeah. Because my husband came out with I home. talked to her that morning, the, that lady that morning. And honestly, she was like, you know, I'm going to do my best. I'm not sure what I can really like. I'm going to do my best pretty much, but let's find you somewhere else. Like she took down my info information on like what kind of home we needed and what kind of school district we wanted to be in. So if you also need help with that and you're moving somewhere and housing is giving you a hard time, 
be like, I, I want the information too. And I'm going to get the right word for you guys, but it's like a military housing coordinator or something like that. She works, mm-hmm. they, or he or she works for the actual, for garrison. Like they, yeah. they work with the high ups. And so, um, I told her like the lady's fucking rude. Like she was just rude to me and she was like, okay, well I'm going to, what was her name? Okay. I'm going to call. And so she had called and later that day, it was either that day or the next day she called me back and she was like, um, cause she was looking at another hotel fare for me and stuff too. And she was like, you know, this, it's a little higher than where you're saying it's a little further. She's like, but I did call and I left or when she called me back, I let her know. She said, well, I did call and I did let the housing manager know how she spoke to you and how that's not okay. Yada, yada. And so she really, I think, I think if you have somebody from Garrison holding them accountable, it mm-hmm. puts a little more pressure on them versus, and I don't think a lot of people know that. And I didn't even know that they existed and I worked for them, but the lady gave me her phone number thinking like, I'm going to push you off. Here's somebody else's problem. When in reality, like, mm, no, I'm, I'm still yeah. your problem. And now I got Garrison behind me. So, well, see, yeah. everybody's going to be like, Oh, don't, you ain't full dependent now. I no. told the I advocated liaison. I told the liaison exactly what had happened to right. us in the week that we were there. Yeah. Um, we were, I mean, we got lucky to stay on post. However, they were like, you know, you have a certain amount of days and then that's all the room we have. Like, we have to kick you out. And, and I so- want to preface it with saying too that like, this wasn't like, it, it wasn't like we went in them saying like, it's a 12 month wait. And then us yeah. getting there and be like, I want a house today. Like that wasn't the situation. It was the situation was we were told one thing on paper via email mm-hmm. and then we show up and then or like your case there was a mistake made on their part but then you show up because if I would have been told it's six to 12 months housing would have never been an option I would yeah. have found somewhere to rent I would have had my goods delivered the day that I got here and it would have been it wouldn't I would have never lived with in the shrimp in the shrimp hotel it would have never <laughs> happened so um let's like be really clear about that. You can say we were Karens or dependents, but in reality we were advocating for something that was told to us and we adjusted our lives and our plans to reflect that. Now, if they were told you, you know, 12 months, you and Mark would have made the decision together. Okay. Are we going to wait 12 months? Even even if they said 12 months, you were going to have to live off post anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. So when we, we were told six to eight weeks and when we got there, it was six weeks. And when we got there, yeah to the housing office, she was like adding more weeks on. And I was like, no, because like our eight weeks marks the day that we get kicked out of this hotel. And so then I'm going to have to like find somewhere else to live. And my husband has to go to work and I have to unload my stuff in a freaking trailer. So that was the issue. It was like, you gave us the runaround and now we're here and you're still giving us the runaround. But like now everything's like, like my kids needed to go into school and like, it was a whole thing. And so that's why we, and like in our defense, we didn't know, the coordinators were the right. coordinators. Like my husband was the one who like went in and was like, these are the, like, I'm, I need you to sign off on my paper. And then she asked him and he gave yeah. it on truth. So yeah. like, if you got in trouble because like you weren't doing your job, that's on you. But all yeah. I know is <laughs> I got a home. <laughs> he came exactly. out of that office with the home. Um, they did, they were a little bit petty because they were like, um, we switched our home insurance. And so it wasn't going to kick in until midnight. And so at, she was like, well, we'll put a lockbox on it. And I was like, oh my you're really not going to give me the keys like for four hours? And she was like, no, we'll put a lockbox on it and you can get the password at whatever. Okay. Freaking midnight. 
I was like, all right, friend. All right, friend. Um, we can play this. We, we went and we did. And then thankfully Cody had a better, a little bit better experience than I did after she moved in. Um, I don't know. I, don't I was know. what? I was like eight You're, days into my home. I was and two, my roof I was started two, leaking. Okay. But I was two days in <laughs> and my, I go to like turn on my hot water and there's no hot water. And then he comes out, switches my hot water heater on. Oh my God. No, the whole thing. I got a washer and dryer and then they're supposed to come on Friday and they're like, yo, no, we're not delivering it to post. Like come pick it up yourself. They were like, uh, can't do that. And then my water heater goes out. They fix it. Bring me a brand new one. Saturday morning, go to take a shower. I've been waiting for a shower. I'm like so excited. No hot water broken again. Bring yeah. me another hot water. So yes, yours was way, way worse than well, mine was, start. But... So mine started two days in, but like yeah. the, the dam breaking was literally like eight days yeah. later. So when we moved in, like I had shower after you unload, like, yeah. I, and I wanted to watch the Cowboys game. So I was like, we gotta get this shit in this house right now. <laughs> like, yeah. So we like did it really fast while well, we didn't have a shower curtain. And so we took a really quick, um, bath like I just like needed to wash my body and stuff right so the next morning like the paint next to my tub is peeling and my husband wakes me up at like five in the morning and he was like call maintenance the tub is leaking and I was like what the hell like we just got here and so they came in and gave us the runaround he was like oh the tub needs to be cocked that's why it's leaking two days later side of the wall it's guys I can share pictures of this the it like all of the paint starts to come off it was plastered previously right we call maintenance out again because it's still leaking and he was like it's not supposed to be cocked and he scrapes it all off (laughs) i was like okay and he was like it's fine it's fine you know like i am the master it's literally what he told us i am the master of like the sheetrock and stuff right and my husband's like he tells my husband there's no pipe there and my husband's like it's a fucking tub dude there's a pipe there like there there's water and so a couple days later he comes back (laughs) because um it was leaking through my roof into my living room it was like a whole ass line y'all and so they came in and he was like oh I'll he fixed the leak and I was like I'm asthmatic. My son is asthmatic. Like you need to cut this out and make sure there's not mold here because we saw like mold spots upstairs and he, I was gone. And like, because I needed this fix and they were like dragging their feet. I was like, you have permission to enter. He plasters over it while I'm away. (laughs) Like we called and I called the housing Mm. specialist. We had like a um, environmentalist come out, like everybody and their mother is involved in our home right now. Like they came out and they were like, do you need any repairs? Like we saw the pictures you sent. And I was like, bro, like we're already in here. And so, um, yeah, he was supposed to cut the roof out and he didn't. He plastered over it. So I walked outside and I called the housing manager and I was like, I just wanted to be clear, like what steps we were taking. Like I was under the impression he was supposed to cut it out and he's up, he's in there plastering it. She was like, what? What? So then she calls the environmentalist. The environmentalist calls him. This fool comes back inside, cuts a hole out of my ceiling, just a small one. And he like brings me the sheetrock no. and he's like, see, I told you. Like, it's fine. And I was like, for one, the square that you were supposed to cut out was like a five by eight square. Also, square that you brought me is like. Become mold in like a couple hours. Like, yeah. Especially oh, in God. these humidities. Well, it's the, here's the problem is they ha- like they hire handymen and they don't hire electricians. And like, I don't know. Because this man was like, 
I'm going to call my boss to come out here the second time. I'm going to call my boss to come out here and look at it because he, he's better at electricity than I act like electricity work. Because that he burned, I think he messed up that first day and burned the element out in that new water heater. And those things are like 500 to $700. Yeah. And so he was like, I'm not really good at electricity and stuff like that. I'm like, then why are you working on a water heater? Dude? <laughs> what like, I do is, crazy. So when we had the manager come out, like we have some shitty ass patch jobs and stuff, right? Like it's legit like a square. Like my patch job was better than that. <laughs> um, and so she was like, this is, what did she call it? Just like lazy work. She was like, we hire professionals to come and fix this home. And like, you're not supposed to be able to tell that damage was previously done to the home. And I was like, I can go through and tell you exactly where every single like nick of damage was in my home. My garage, they um, made a forced entry um, because we got like the seven year work history and they made a forced entry into my home because like this girl locked her mom out. And so they like broke into the home, like got into the home. You can literally see in my garage where the freaking lock was yeah. pried away from the door. It's still like, it's still mine, away from the yeah, door. Mine sound, I scared the crap out of me. It sounded like it was falling off the thing the other day. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Y'all, we could rant and rant and rant about that. But now let's get in. So Felicia, I mean, she got her stuff. Because she did it herself. And from now on, I'm doing it myself too. Because you just, y'all, I have so much stuff missing. I texted her the other day. I was like, the game you got me for Christmas is among the things missing. Like, I was so sad about it. Um, but there's like minor things missing. But at, the biggest thing is my husband has a box of pro gear that is just gone. Like, it's it's nowhere to be found. Like, we cannot find it. It's gone literally going through the claims process right now the lady actually emailed me on friday and she's like yeah your husband needs to send me his clothing record i was like cool um it's 20 pages long so do you want the whole thing or do you just want um like what's missing she's like i need to submit it to the to the army if there's gear missing i was like got it do you want all 20 pages or do you just want what's missing and she's like just what's missing like why couldn't you answer me that in the first like in the uh, <laughs> So anyway, the guys bring our stuff in. Also, I don't know. They were just like, they were they were nice, but they were just kind of like, well, the first thing the dude said is like, he looks at my paper and he goes, oh, United? Yeah, they're way better than we are. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'm not really confident in this now. Um, but they start bringing our stuff in and they're mumbling the numbers. They're like, I got 269 and I got 376. And, and then there are like three of them saying that, that saying it at once. And so I had a digital inventory and then I had like the regular inventory from like the trucker and then the packers. And so I'm like fumbling through these pages because he's saying like one dude saying like five numbers, the other dude saying five numbers. And I'm trying to like check them off, check them off as quickly as I can. And it was like a whole, oh my God, it was a mess. So, um, at first we had like 10 boxes missing and then we went back through and, and looked and oh, this one's here, that one's here. But yeah, his pro gear, all of my girls, pretty much all of their American Girl doll stuff is gone. Um, some of their clothes, which not a huge joke because I'm kind of a clothes hoarder. Like I just have a hard time of giving that stuff up, but the main stuff that they wear, they still have. Um, and then a box labeled cords. But in this was like Nintendo Switch chargers, all of the Osmo games that I bought them for Christmas. Uh, the legs we had to mount our tv because the legs to our uh tv were in there it, and <laughs> here's the thing is they don't give you they didn't 
they didn't give us a detailed inventory. When I left Bragg, it wasn't detailed, but it was like KitchenAid, Tupperware, cutting board, like like that, or like Pro Gear, and then it would say like ACU tops, um, helmet, something like that. Yeah. This one just said Pro Gear, so I'm like, well, this could either work to our benefit, where it's like you didn't do your job and write was on there, or they're gonna be like, mm, what did you really have ASUs in that box? like all all four of the uniforms that they issued him at the drill academy were in there gone yeah his his blues gone and i think he's more at least you don't need to wear them (laughs) nobody paid for him out of pocket like he didn't get issued those so yeah he he saved up for a long time to buy those at in el paso and and it's like he's kind of like sentimental in that like where he would have wanted he would have wanted to keep those um to pass down to one of the boys or something like that. I mean, that's kind of a cool thing to have and, but they're gone. Like they're, they're gone. And he doesn't have like, he had, he was issued the greens. He doesn't have those anymore and he doesn't have his ASU. So now all he has is the pinks and greens. So I feel kind of bad for him on that. And then, yeah. So they're just kind of like, yeah, I mean, you can file a claim, just file a claim. And have the claims. I mean, I filed a claim before and it was fine, but it was definitely a lot larger than mine. Um, I think we filed it last time and there was no issue, but it was for broken things. I've never done anything missing. And then the lady tells them at the, like the end processing, she was like, yeah, no, they don't have to do an inventory. If they were doing inventory, they'd be there all day. Well, like half the time, it seems like they're trying to get out of here in half days anyways, because they're contractors. Like if you're here all day, you're here all day because that's your job and that's what you were paid to do. So if that means you hire somebody to go behind you and write an inventory for what, like a detailed inventory yeah. to save your ass because you're the one paying the claims, that's what I would be doing. Like, yeah. I don't understand like how you can sit there and say like, well, they'd be there all day. I don't give a shit. Like, yeah. it takes you three days. Be here then because. You definitely, you definitely, definitely learned our lesson. We did <laughs> UPAC on this one and I think we had like good things and bad things. I really like the um, ease of it, I would say. All they yeah. do is they literally, they give you a time slot and they'll be like, I'll bring my trailer here. You have it loaded by then and I'll pick it up there. And if you loaded it early, um, then they would, you just call them and they would come pick it up. Yeah. And so like we got it. I don't know, like a Thursday, we packed half day Thursday, or all day Thursday and half day Friday, and then we were done. And so they were supposed to pick it up to like Monday and we called them, they picked it up and it was great. Um, now there's a few issues is that it's like 28 foot long. Um, so like you have to have the space for it. We did not have the driveway. We like our driveways were in an alley and because they were in an alley, it would block other people, um, which is not an issue when it moves the same day but it's an issue when it stays there for a few days. Um, So you have to have the driveway for it. And then the really cool thing is, is they give you like an estimate on like, oh, I have a four bedroom home. I have this many people in my home, you know, this much square footage. Like I think you're gonna need about 28 feet of the trailer. Um, And they charge you for that much. However, if you don't use that much, and I was so proud of myself because they charged us for 26 and I fit it in 19. Um, And so you get that money back. So all of that, like yeah. the, they charge by the foot or whatever. And so you get all of that like money back and you, they only charge you for the 19 feet, which is really great. So like it was gone. It was off. It was perfect. The bad part and the most frustrating part is that they don't provide storage at all. They said they gave you, they give you a two day grace period, but I feel like that should be 
like vocalized in the beginning, yeah. right? Because it's like yeah. you knew, like we didn't have a destination on our thing. Like we had right, same. the the thing. Like I didn't have an address, and we told you that ahead of time. Um, so like you should have been like, hey, you know, just so you know, yeah. like if you don't have a home, like we don't provide storage. Um, so when we called and we were like, we need you to store it for a few days, they're like, oh, we don't do that. Oh, no. So we got really lucky because they gave us our two day grace period, and then they don't do weekends. So, like, we had a Saturday and a Sunday before they were going to bring it Monday, and we got lucky to get a home then. So, that was the most frustrating part is that, like, we were literally yeah, so about probably to probably wouldn't be the best it. option if you were, like, going, like, with without a home on the back end, like. Yeah, unless, well, or, like, knowing, like, you were going to get one. Yeah, like, knowing yeah. you were going to get one. So, when we moved from Colorado to our brag to Colorado, we got a house the day we left. So, it would have been easy to call them and be yeah. like, hey, here's right. our address. Yeah. But if you don't have an address or you're not, like, assumed to have an address within that few days, like, you better unload the trailer because <laughs> they're going to yeah. – um, and then if they hold it – I think he said if they hold it on the two-day grace period or something like that. That part I'm not 100% sure, but it was, like, $200 a day um, for, the, like, the extra amount of time that they held it or something like that. Um so that was our only bump in the road. They made it really nice. It was they they brought it rather early, so you spent all day unloading it, um, and then you just closed it up and they picked it up. Like you didn't have to sit there and like you yeah. know wait for them or anything. So um, we did pods the last one, and I really enjoyed it. Pods, but the price, guys, we paid I think under five when we moved from Bragg to Colorado, and they quoted us like nine. I think. Yeah, remember the quote they gave me? Like, the... <laughs> she's like, do pods. Die. I called them. They quote with me $11,000. I called her back. I was like, are you high? What's wrong with you? I'm not paying she's them like, 11. She's like, did you pay that much? And I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, maybe they gave you too big of a size. And then we called to get our quote. And they were like, nine grand. I was like, what? I told happened? you. We literally Crazy. found like the old receipt. Um, and Mark was like, look at it. Look how much they price it, Jim. They're but crazy. I think we had good and bad experiences like we know things now that we didn't know then um this move was overall chaotic even just the first couple days in our home was chaotic it's still chaotic uh, it's- I, I i had a whole on meltdown today text felicia and had a whole on meltdown because like i just I, I i need my routine i need a routine back and i was just i was like i i'm having a meltdown I'm like <laughs> I'm, I'm three days out before my cycle and i was like well this explains a lot but still at the same time I'm melting down so bad just because it's been like literally yesterday was the first day that D and I sat on the couch and did nothing. I, since the 23rd of January, we have been doing something every Mm -hmm. single day, nonstop. And yesterday it was just, I think maybe that's why it came to a head today is because I was able to like sit down and my body was able to relax. And then my emotional state was like, Hey, (laughs) it's my turn. Are you ready? Well, I went through, like, I think I went through like a, depressed state like that's when I called you crying like every day because I just we moved in and everything was so rush rush go 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 I finally got kids into school and then that like first day that they um went to school I was able to like unpack a few things and do it but right at that weekend I was like all right I can't, I can't unpack another box. I took a week off <laughs> and my mother-in-law was coming in like three days later. And so it like gave me more stress because well, I was like, why did I take the week off? <laughs> and it's been kind of like a weird transition because like when we were in Colorado, we've been able to do coffee together and that's been really fun. And then like transitioning here and you start getting your house together and stuff. And then I kind of, I started realizing like, oh, we're not going to like, eventually we will, but for a while, like we're not going to do any content here together. And it just felt very like, 
distant, I guess. Yeah. It really hit me like how far we were. So I was like, I don't want to do it anymore. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> and then my husband brought me back to life and, and spoke some love into me. And I was like, okay, maybe that's, maybe I just needed that. But it was, it's been weird. It's been a really weird transition just between the chaos and the, and the time change. We are two hours different guys. I feel yeah. like I have a hangover every damn day. I'm like, I, I can't beat the fatigue. I used to be like it's... up and ready to go like five in the morning. And now my, my alarm goes off and I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> go back yeah. to sleep. Like it's not happening. So yeah, just bear with us as we get our footing, but we wanted to come on and let you guys hear firsthand the chaos. I know we've talked about it a little bit on social media and I'm sure we will still process it for weeks and months to come. So if you catch any more randomness, we will refer you back to this podcast. Another thing I wanted to end on that I thought was really cool, I was telling Felicia before we started, was um, the platform that we used to distribute our podcast will show us like episodes that you guys are listening to, um, how many people are listening to our podcast today. First of all, thank you so much. Uh, it's mm -hmm. so uplifting and so exciting to see that you guys like to hear what we're saying but also i think it's so cool to see that some of you guys are like listening to podcasts that we started three years ago that is i think that is so cool you guys we judge ourselves hard on this because like it, when it first started it was like a um and we still say like a lot yeah I agree. we can't stop saying that okay um it grew and it grew and it grew until it became like a whole brand type thing yeah. and it's it's been still so catching our breath it's, and yeah it's and... been chaos also, in the coming days, now that she said that, in the coming days, you may see a few, like, changes on our platform. Mm -hmm. um, so, don't worry. It's still us. Everything still us. is still, it's still the same. We're just, you know, as the year goes on, we have to grow well, even yeah. more, I guess you say, right? Evolve. We're evolving our, our art aesthetic, guys. Our art aesthetic. That's what her husband called it. He said, you need it for your art aesthetic. So, that's our new <laughs> word. So, we hope you enjoy our PCS and our art aesthetic. Exactly. Um. And just remember that we are always going to give you coffee in an uplifting, happy way. So even though this PCS fucking sucked, man, we <laughs> want you to know that not every PCS is going to be terrible. We've had mm -hmm. enjoyable PCSs. We've had um, great. This is where the finding the good in the bad like comes in. Like we did. We got to, you know, I got to stop and see my family. We right. beat the storms. We were both racing storms. And so there was a lot of, you know, we did have homes. We didn't have to unload our things. Our kids were going to be able to go to school, um, even though we were living in hotels. So there was, there was some good things. I, when you're in the trenches of it, it's very hard to see it. Yeah. Like it's very, it's like, very like one after the other. Like, yeah, of course. Especially here's another when one. it's like that, you know, they say like, oh, you have valleys and mountains and I was living in like the ditch. Like I was, oh, I was in <laughs> my it. My tire like... blew and I was. Listen, we're not talking about tires blowing. Okay. I still need some new tires. That is the goal for this week. Y'all pray that my taxes come in this week because mama needs some tires. But we just wanted to hop on and tell you guys the most anticipated story of the coffee shop. yeah. <laughs> Have you been looking for a place to advertise your small business? Well, look no further. You can have this spot right here. Did you know that we offer affordable advertisement slots that will air during our podcast? Head to coffeeconfessions.com to reserve your spot today. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.